This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you so much for joining me on this afternoon. And my program is called Rise, and I'm Renette Myberg. And I just want to do a quick, quick introduction. We have got Louise Bowley in the studio with us this afternoon, and she's a remarkable young woman. And she is going to share with us her Facing Fears Bucket List. And it is such a unique journey that she's on. And we are so excited. I'm so excited for this interview. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, Louise, and really looking forward to having you share with us straight after this break. Here at Radio K Pulpit, we love receiving your messages via WhatsApp and SMS, so don't stop sending them. But what about those of you that prefer using Telegram? Well, that's no problem because we have Telegram too. If you've got Telegram, go ahead and use it. And if you don't, you can visit your favorite app store and download the app with the white paper airplane icon. And the number? The same as the one you've always used. 081-7291657. 081-7291657. Radio K Pulpit, now also using Telegram. Good afternoon, family and friends. And as you know, this is a program where we really share wonderful testimonies and we give lots of hope, guidance and wisdom and knowledge when real life happens in in the family. And we often discuss relevant and often unspoken issues in the family, in truth and in love. But with God, we can rise to restoration and to His glory above all together as a family. And I really feel that this afternoon, I really am so excited to have Louise Bowley on our um, program this afternoon. She is so inspirational. She has a remarkable remarkable testimony. Um, She was diagnosed in a later stage of her life on the spectrum of autism but she has had an amazing incredible many victories but this afternoon we're going to discuss all the great things that she's busy with and all the things that she's about to do and all the the things that she's going that she's aspired for herself to do so louise thank you so much for joining us this afternoon but i just want to do a bit of admin we are on a whatsapp line on 0817291657 and the our telegram is exactly the same 0817291657 um sms is 37988 and go and join us on facebook there is so much happening on facebook and we got all our guests and our fabulous programs and our wonderful presenters so go and get to know us and see what we look like behind the mics and uh, join us any time of the day and then we've also got a counseling department and this is very important and we are there to pray with you guide you and show you the way Um, we are on 021-9177-000. And yes, we're just going to be so encouraged by Louise's testimony this afternoon of where she's been. Uh, she's going to share a bit about her childhood and uh, give us a little bit of a background of who she is and where she's on her way to. So just share with us your journey uh, from childhood to now and how have you come to terms with being this amazing person that you are right now? 
Um, well, I grew up in the um, in the southern suburbs um, of Cape Town, and um, actually, the story is more starting when I actually had a lot of depression in high school. Um, I was only later diagnosed, I think, with clinical depression, and I also um, so I went to uh, one of the Model C schools in Cape Town. And then uh, I studied uh, hotel school at the Cape Tech Hotel School. It was the Cape Tech back then. Mm-hmm. And um, then I subsequently, as a part of my studies, went to work in Longamon for six months. Um, that was really the first time that I was away from my family for a longer length of time. And then straight after that, I went to Carmel by the Sea in George. It's a Christian holiday place. I was a volunteer there um, for a year and a half, and many things happened there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then I came back to Cape Town, and I started. Uh, I did a ministry course after I'd done another hospitality course, and then uh, after that. Yeah, I was in Mowbray for seven years because I was um, in an assisted um, house for people with psychiatric disabilities. The reason that I got a place there is because the psychiatrist from George had misdiagnosed me mm-hmm. um, as bipolar, which I was not. Uh, what it was is was trauma from events that had happened that it actually triggered that kind of behavior. It wasn't actually that at all. Um, very often in psychiatry, there are misdiagnoses and other medications and things like that. Um, in George, I was put on about nine different medications a day because of that misdiagnosis. And um, later on, I heard uh, from my one friend that stayed in George that that psychiatrist that was head of that hospital was actually um, fired from his job leading that hospital because he was over-medicating um, a lot of the patients he was actually put in for like stuff okay. like that <laughs> All right. so um and then um over the years i've managed to um right now i'm not on any medication for depression i'm not on any medication for anxiety i went through quite an anxious time um pre covid so that was 2017 and 2019, um, when I was doing my hospitality management degree in 2019, I had about, I think it was 10 to 12 panic attacks, but the kind of panic attack where you lay on the ground and you can't speak and you have to have sensory deprivation. It was it was really anxi- an anxiety attack. And I think in 2017, my migraine started. Mm. Um, very bad migraines. I've learned how to deal with them now that when they come, I just need to be in a dark room for like half a day. But right in the beginning, I would miss four days of work and I couldn't sleep for two days. The migraines were so bad. It was really bad. And then, um, so I don't get them much at all now. Um, and I know when the anxiety is building that it's like, okay, rest. Otherwise, you know, you just got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, 2019, yeah, so 2020 and 2021. Um, so I did, I managed to finish my hospitality management degree. The reason I was going to be doing that was because I thought I'd go and teach English in China. Uh, that didn't materialize. As some people know, the 
laws in China have changed, um, just a whole lot of things. So it just didn't happen. And then, um, so during COVID, I was like, what do we do to get some of the equilibrium back um, to help build healthy habits again after the trauma of COVID and after other kind of appointments and things? Yeah, to 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 have something at at the head to build a slipstream behind of good habits, but something that's not impossible, but something that will require a lot a bit of work to get to. And I decided that in I think it was in March twenty one, I started to talk to friends about it, just like playing around with the idea, and then. Um, in October of 21, I realized if I'm going to do a Robben Island swim, I need a coach. So I went looking for a coach. The reason I'm doing the Robben Island swim now, is... Just give us a bit of background on how this materialized and what it actually I'm looks busy. like. I'm busy. Yes, that's what I'm actually... Mm. This is the background to that. Okay. All this, right. this is that. <laughs> okay. So... Um, that's what I, that's what I said now about I needed something to put their habits back in my life. Mm. And the Robin Island swim is that because that's it great. requires, uh, habits in your life to actually do that because you have to have regular swimming times. The exercise helps with anxiety and other things. You, the, the actual exercise times build routine. So that, that's what I'm saying. This is actually mm. the why okay. of it. That's okay. great. So, um, and then what what has happened as well is that, um, yeah. So what what I was trying to say is is that, um, so of October twenty one, I started training. At that time, I could only swim two hundred meters in an hour, because uh, I always remember when I was growing up, my dad always said, "No, you must be able to swim twenty lengths." And we had a residential pool growing up, but I always loved the water. Um, the goal of the Robin Island swim is to overcome the fear of dark water. Mm. So the dark water, I don't like the dark water. Like when I've talked to other Robin Island swimmers, the sharks not really a feature. It's too cold that side for the sharks. So like it's not really a thing. People are like, oh, they're on the other side. They're not there. Um, they're more likely to be found in, um, yeah, in False Bay, but not so much on the cold side. And um, so there's three things that they say. It's the cold water, the sharks, and then for me is the dark water. So I've been doing cold water training, which also helps with anxiety and things like that. Um, and generally really cold. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's cold water training, like 12 degrees, not, 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 not 20 degrees. That's too warm. I actually joke with my friends when I go and swim at Seapoint Pool in the summer months, it's too warm. It's like bath water. I don't feel like I've even done anything because it's the water temperature is like 25 degrees. And I'm like, no, that's, I don't feel like I've done anything. So at this point, um, so the Robin Island swim is a swim from Robin Island, not to Robin Island. Um, and it's a seven and a half to eight kilometer open water swim. You get assistance from a boat. 
So the boat, uh, you hire one of the, the boats that, that actually are designated from the Cape Long Distance Women Association that escorts you across. So you pay their fee. They have a captain. They have somebody on board that also has uh, obviously first aid. And they also record the swim with somebody that's on the boat. And then sometimes you might have a pacer that swims with you part of the way. As yet, I don't know if I'm going to have a pace or not because I just don't know who might be swimming as well. That's I just mm. don't know. But um, at the moment, so it's overcoming that fear of dark water. The fear of dark water is, is, is about not being able to see what's underneath me. And that is scary for me. So I want to face that fear. And it's, and it's also about the Robben Island is... As I've heard, I think, I could be wrong, but it's one of the six most challenging Southern Hemisphere swims or something. It's like second to mm. like the English Channel or something. Because we have our little mini English Channel, which is the False Bay crossing of 34 kilometers across False Bay. And there's been about, now there's just under 20 people who've swam that. That's a 34 kilometer swim across the bay. Okay, wow, that's very interesting. Yeah. But I think we're going to take a quick break because uh, we have to, we need to take a break. And then I'd like you just to continue with all this explanation, what's next that you, that's on your journey of getting onto that swim. Your daily bread of life, support and advice wherever you go. This and so much more with Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. and Radio Pulpit 657 a.m. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining us and staying tuned with us this afternoon. We really are blessed to have Louise Bowley in the studio with us this afternoon. And um, wow, she's such an inspiration and such an encouragement and such a remarkable woman of God. And she spends many hours being close to him. But I think this next challenge that she's got uh, swimming from Robin Island to uh, the coastline is going to be an, an incredible journey and such a victory for her once she's done that. And, you know, she's facing her fears right now and that's on her bucket list is to do this swim. So she's going to give us just the practical factors that she's been doing. And I think this is where she is such an inspiration um, because she she goes for everything that she's done in her life with such passion and commitment so we very I'm very proud to call her as a friend and she is going to really give us what this journey is going to look like once she starts swimming okay so um, firstly the yeah the Robin Islands swim you have to like I said you have to book a boat um, so what happens on the the weekend of my swim my I've had to book a weekend uh, of doing it because it all depends on the weather. So what happens is uh, the boat you hire, they check in with uh, the weather from uh, it's the one uh, from the waterfront. There's a we leave from the waterfront at Oceana Club. So we hop on the boat at Oceana, and then there's a specific um, part of Robin Island that all the Robin Island swim, swimmers leave from. So they have to contact the port control at Robin Island, and they also have to check the water temperature, the weather. Um, so it's always um, basically you'll swim if the weather conditions are okay. And that is your swim is either vetoed or goes ahead according to the captain because his number one concern is safety. 
So if the swimmer has hypothermia, which is basically when your core temperature shuts down to a very cold one and you start shaking and you you're um, thinking and your mental capacity decreases because of the cold. So if they ask you like what's your name, then you look look around and you your brain is not computing that. That's when hypothermia sets in. Then they will take you out. If the weather conditions become rough, like the sea gets too choppy or the visibility gets low, then they'll also take you out and you'll have to try another day. Um, yeah, there's a few, many factors with that. Um, so the swimmers from Robben Island to Big Bay, uh, basically Eden on the Bay is near there. It's the Big Bay Life Saving Club. Yes. And... Uh, what the tradition with Robin Island, there did used to be, many people have asked me this, there did used to be an annual Robin Island swim, mm. which was on Freedom Day, 27th of April. They'd have like over 100 swimmers swimming and it was like a race type thing. So when COVID hit, they changed the nature of that. Now they do smaller groups and it's called the Island Escape. And I always okay. joke with people, it's like, yeah, it's not to the island because you can't escape from a prison if you're swimming towards it. <laughs> so <laughs> so there are 20, 20 or 30 swimmers sometimes, they book the island escape and um, you get a special different medal to, if you just do the normal Robin okay. Island swim. But you only get the medal when you book your swim and belong to the Cape Long Distance Swimming Association. You, If you don't book with them and you don't have your swim recorded with them, then you're just doing a swim. So you don't get your time recorded. It's not because they have all the records of that. Um, you get your medal and your certificate at the AGM of the Cape Long Distance Association in July because the swimming season is from July until May. I'm doing my swim in June. This is not a usual thing. They usually do the island escape from... Like I said, from about, I think it's from August until May, they do the island escape. They don't like to schedule swims in June because of the weather conditions being so dicey. Mm -hmm. I have managed to book my swim for the weekend of the 10th and the 11th of June. So what will happen is um, you want to start swimming as the sun is rising uh, before the weather conditions would change too much. So... I'd probably have to wake up at about six o'clock that morning when they say, yes, you can, it's a go, whether it's a Saturday or the Sunday. Um, then I would be driving from where I stay to the waterfront. Then they'll do all the checks. I have to pack a um, kind of a box with um, food or fuel during the swim, which is like a banana and like sweet tea, you know, liquid. You've got to keep hydrated. Um, because what they do is uh, along the swim, so... The, so you've got somebody coaching you on this? Not coaching. But guiding you. No, yeah, this is a, the normal procedure for a Robin Island swim. I'm talking you through the normal procedure. Okay. So I have to have these things in place. This is normal mm -hmm. for the... Because there's about, there's about 20 people that swim Robin Island every week. Okay. Uh, if, you listen, if you watch the Big Bay events account on Instagram, you will see there are like up to 20 swimmers swim in Robben Island every week. That is incredible. Yeah, I know. It's not – it's, it's, every week there are swimmers. There are groups from – in fact, there was a swimmer that recently swam False Bay from India. Um, mm. So 
I forget who it was, but uh, they swam. So as I said earlier, the False Bay crossing is the equivalent to the English Channel because it's about 34 ocean kilometers, you know, it's 34 kilometers in the ocean. It's from one part of False Bay to the other. And there we have, um, last year there was an Olympic record of a team of women, four women did a relay of the False Bay crossing and they got an um they got the Guinness World Record for that. And then uh, Ryan Strammer's record for the False Bay Crossing was um, bettered by uh, this one guy. He did it in about eight hours. And some people do it in 12 hours or 10 hours. But that's the other crossing. So with the Robin Island one, um, you wake up, you go there, they load all your like things, you're ready in your costume. I'm doing a skin swim. What this means is that I'm doing it in a swimming costume, goggles and a cap. Uh, from years of the Robin Island swim being done, that was the usual thing. There was only that category. In recent years, in the last three or four years, they added the wetsuit category. Mm. Um, it's funny, a friend of mine who's done many of the crossings actually challenged it. He said, yeah, you can't be saying it's a Robin Island crossing unless you've done it skins because then what are you doing really? Then You're protected from the cold yeah. because the whole challenge of it is the cold. Yes. But um, when when um, there's someone with a physical disability that does it, they have to be doubly careful. So they mm. do wear a wetsuit with that. So then what you do is every half an hour, the captain will stop to check if you need food, if you get in hypothermic, um, if anything's wrong, and then you keep swimming and you have to keep the boat. The boat keeps themselves and you keep yourself about one and a half to two meters away from the boat at all times during the entire swim, except when you start reaching the breakers um, at Big Bay. Mm -hmm. That's when um, they will say, okay, this is the route. The boat chooses the route to swim um, because they have the fish finder, they know the currents and all of that. So you don't say, I want to swim this route. They go, you're swimming this route. For the same, the best, the best yes, safest for, route. For that day, for that those weather conditions. So that's why some Robin Island swim, Very you'll see that somebody's got 8.3 kilometer Robin Island swim and somebody else has got a 7.2 Robin Island swim. And that's because it's depending on the route that they've chosen okay. and the conditions of the day. Okay. Um, so I could maybe swim uh, like 7.7 .7 and I might do it in three or four hours, you know. So um, at the moment, I'm posting all my updates on my Facebook, my public profile, which is Louise M. Bowley Artist. Yes. And on Instagram, which is Louise Bowley. And on my YouTube channel, every now and again, I'm also doing uh, updates on that. Um, I recently opened the YouTube channel. Oh, that was another thing. Yeah. So I recently opened my YouTube channel up in January. Um, in the description of the channel, uh, which which so I'll just give a summary of what the channel actually actually is about. So it's a it's a ministry channel, uh, teaching and prophetic. So. I have started a study on love, which I'll expand out on. Um, that's meant to be for the Wisdom wisdom Post, um, as well as another series on leaving Egypt, which will cover from the first plague until the victory in Jericho. Mm, because, fabulous. yeah, and that's actually not just only the biblical account, but it's about how it applies when we are transitioning from one 
one season to another about the things we need to leave behind. So it's not only the physical stuff that we leave behind. Mm. It's sometimes it's relationships, emotional things. It's how we're letting go of those kind of things. Very, very interesting. But we're going to take a quick break now. And then I'd like you just to come. We're going to chat afterwards about, you know, how, uh, what is it that you would like us listeners to, uh, you know, just engage? How do we actually understand um, all that that you've been through? And, you know, what is it that we uh, need to know more about um, uh, autism, the autism spectrum, but also about what you are capable of. I mean, I'm just listening to this remarkable story of all the things that you've achieved so far, Louise. You are such an inspiration to us, but we're going to join us straight after this, and then your time flies. It's incredible. But thank you so much, uh, Louise, for just sharing that inspirational and encouragement that this is doable for everybody, and it's such a I mean, you have been so brave to have taken this challenge on. Um, But we will join her straight after our break. Hear God's word. Find renewal and hope for your life. With Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. And Radio Pulpit 657 a.m. Good afternoon, family and friends. And wow, thank you so much for... Uh, staying with us this afternoon Um, yes and it's holiday time I know but I think we have got such an interesting uh, wonderful guest on my my channel this afternoon and so many of us know her and she is such an inspiration to so many of us in the ministry and she has got uh, facing her uh, facing fears bucket list and she's going to explain to us why is this so different so, Louise, just please explain to us why you feel that this is so authentic to uh, a bucket list that's not the same as our normal bucket list that we normally uh, endeavor on. So, yes, thank you so much, Renette. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. Um, so, um, I did write a post recently about it on my Facebook. So, I'll expand a bit like this. So, Before COVID, uh, everyone knew about that movie, you know, the bucket list and everything. And a bucket list is based on the idiom of like kicking the bucket and all the things you want to do before you die. Uh, Somebody else reframed it for me and I was like, "Mm, I'd like to change it to that. But then nobody will actually read anything because they won't actually know what I'm talking about. But it's about a life list, things to enjoy in life. While you're alive. While you're alive, yeah. But... uh, I digress. So everyone has their thing, all their stuff they want to do while they're alive, all they want to do before they die, like all these adventurous things. And I was, um, I have actually always had this. I just have put it into words in the last few years, what I had already been thinking for a very long time. So um, we have this verse in the Bible called uh, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear but power, love, and a sound mind. Many people take that verse to be like, yes, the spirit of fear must go. It's like, okay, so you're fighting the demon, but you're still scared of snakes. So like, have you really fought the demon? No, because in a practical way, you still have your fears because you've only overcome the fear when you're not afraid of it anymore. So you fight on the spiritual battlefield, that verse, but you don't do it anyway practically at all so I was like you know what I challenge that 
and I have my I have a fear facing fears bucket list. So my facing my fear of the dark water is the beginning of that. And yes, I have a so-called normal bucket list of the things that I'm going to do in between, but um, you know the other things as well. Um, so the first one is facing the dark water, and as I said, it does it becomes the slipstream to form better habits again in my life after COVID. About getting a routine in, getting exercise in, getting fit, losing weight, just being focused. And the other things on the facing fears bucket list are the fear of heights. Um, for that, I have a few things that I need to do. There's going to be, I need to jump off the mountain near Camps Bay with those parrot lighting people. <laughs> and also one of mine. <laughs> and then I need to go to canopy tours in series mm-hmm. because their canopy tours are they each um, sliding on the. Um, on those things between the trees, uh, there's about a hundred meters for everything, so it's about about a kilometer's worth of um, of zip lining, so in the, like the second story. A lot of people say that the jumping off Camps Bay like cures cure, cures their fear of heights there, and I'm like, yeah, well, we'll still do the canopy tours as well, because um, what has happened is I don't know the origin of that fear of heights, but it's very peculiar because. If I go on the boomslang thing at Kirstenbosch, I cannot walk in the middle. I have to hold onto the side the whole way. If I go in the lift in Cavendish Square, I'm fine. But in Cavendish Square, if the escalators have stopped working, um, I get scared going walking up and down because the angle of those escalators in Cavendish is crazy. It's like 45 degrees. It's I insane. Know, it's it's like, <laughs> so it's, those are the fear of heights. And when I was young, I got knocked over by the waves in the sea a lot. And um, to overcome that fear, I actually, so I, I don't, it's kind of a, in the fear realm, but it's not sort of, so my balance is very bad. Um, so I want to learn ice skating again and surfing. And those are both extreme balancing things mm. so you're busy getting all your things in place you uh, balance, i don't know what you mean fears. oh yeah you know you you you're going for the things that you've yeah and no, i'm explaining what some yes. of the fears are okay. so uh, claustrophobia is another one um i also don't know the origin of it but that doesn't mean we don't want to overcome it you don't have always have to know the origin to overcome it you can you'll actually find the origin as you begin to overcome it um, so claustrophobia is very real for me. Um, it's funny. I don't really feel the claustrophobia. I feel it a little bit when the lifts are a bit crowded. Um, I, I sort of have to convince my mind that like I'm, I've got my own airspace in the lift. <laughs> so to overcome the, what would you think would be the most claustrophobic place? For me? Yeah. For me, I probably, um, of a very small space, I can I can deal with a biggish space, but I mustn't go into like a tube and not be able to come out. Okay, so the most claustrophobic space is actually underwater. Yeah, it is underwater because when you go scuba diving, your skin can't breathe because you have to wear a wetsuit. So your skin is claustrophobic because your entire body is covered with a wetsuit. 
When you do the breathing apparatus for scuba diving, you have to breathe a different way. Uh, years ago, I did the first four skills of scuba diving um, when it was a group on discount, and I got claustrophobic in the pool. And to overcome, to totally overcome the claustrophobia in totality is to actually go scuba diving in the open water. Because, number one, um, the control that you have to have when you go scuba diving and the loss of control. So it's a contradiction because the control is different. You have to breathe differently. You have to swim differently. Like swimming the Robben Island, you like swimming horizontal. Going scuba diving, you are vertical and horizontal, and you have to be alert. There's certain signals that you have to know and use for safety underwater. Um, and another thing for underwater is also doing free diving. Mm. So scuba diving and free diving are totally different sports. With with free diving, you do use a snorkel, but you're basically in your costume and you've got flippers or fins as they call them now. Um, so that's that's the claustrophobia one because the most claustrophobic place is not actually on land, it's in the water. So you're sort of conquering both of them in a way. Both of them. Claustrophobia is... And the dark waters. No, but the thing is, when you go scuba diving, you have good visibility. Mm. When you're swimming on top of the water, the water moves, so it goes dark water, clear, dark, clear, dark, yes, clear, and you don't you. see the depth. When you go underneath, you see the depth, okay. kind of, mm. depending on where in the kelp forest that you are. Like, I mean, in the octopus teacher, he could see the bottom, he could go to the bottom. Mm. But when you're swimming in the open water, when there's like four kilometers away from land on either side and you're in the big ocean and there's no, nothing, mm. <laughs> and then you can't see what's underneath, uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit different. So it's kind of both, but not no, it's mainly claustrophobia, that one, because for me, the most claustrophobic place is when your entire body is actually can't breathe either. Because you breathe through your skin. That's right. So if that breathing is blocked, as well as your breathing is done in a completely different way, then like it's like somebody putting a jacket around you on land or putting a bunch of people around you. Yeah, you can get claustrophobic, but that's not the most extreme. Hmm. Okay, so um, you know, I just want to, I just want to encourage the people. The reason why I let you give your explanation is the fact that you're just going ahead and doing this because we've all experienced all these kind of uh, feelings of limitations and um, I'm just so encouraged by the fact that you've just gone ahead and done your training and you've equipped yourself to come and be successful in this so we're just going to really trust the Lord that you're going to do so well and that you're going to complete it and it's going to be so successful but how can they follow how can we follow you as you're going towards the actual day and um, you were saying about you being on YouTube and on Facebook and all that so you can just give us your details um, Louise yes thank you so much so um, my YouTube channel is my name Louise Bowley and you'll find what it's about under the description um, the swim you'll follow on Louise M. Bowley artist as well as Louise Bowley the um, my just my normal Facebook profile and then Louise Bowley on Instagram. Um, currently, my distance per week is I'm actually building up to nine or ten kilometers in the pool this week. 
I have to swim a five kilometer without stopping in the pool before they'll allow me to do the swim. There are certain constraints. Criterias, yes, yeah. criteria you have to fill. So you have to be able to do a 5K, you know, nicely. And I am having a photographer on that day. I'm just sorting out all the details with that. Um, and also, uh, if you want to be there, so you will need to contact Big Bay Events because they might need to know how many people are going to be there because if there's going to be more than 50 people, mm. they need to organize crowd control stuff and I will not have control of that because I don't know who's going to come. Yeah, you know because so, you've got followers. Yeah, so, <laughs> so but I don't know I don't know how <laughs> many people are going to come and they might be a bit cross that I didn't tell them that there's going to be like more than 50 mm. people. So, you know, you might have to say like we want to go there whatever you, just mm. because I, you see, I've settled this in my heart with these goals of conquering these fears especially with Robben Island, and I must say this, is that I started posting on Facebook in January last year to keep a record for myself that I'm actually doing the swimming. That was it for me. And that God told me, you got to do this, going to conquer this fear. And if there is no one that comes to welcome me on the beach on that day, it's for me and God. So my identity is not in how many it's people. It's not defining you. No. But if you do want to be there, please contact Derek at Big Bay Events because I would not want to um, just say that you want to go and greet Louise at the swim. The details are online um, just so that they can get an idea of how many people are going to be there because yeah, no, we will do I don't want them to get a bit of a shock. And yeah. then there's no, we will like... Definitely, we will definitely, I'm sure you're going to get lots of support. You are so well loved and cared So, yeah, it would just be mm. just to honor them because if there's above a certain number... Um, they do need to have some kind of marshals around and stuff like okay, that. Okay, sweetheart. Now, yeah. we will do that, and we'll go and follow you on Facebook <laughs> and keep in touch and see how you do. And I'm sure it's going to be absolutely fantastic once you get to the finishing line. So, yeah. family and friends, you can see there are no limitations. You need to go and face your fears and Think about it. This is uh, the reason why I'm having this program is have you ever thought because we shy away and the older we get, we get more fearful and uh, we think, overthink things and we don't face our fears. And according to the word, the Lord says, what is that lovely scripture that you just shared with us in Timothy? 2 Timothy 1 verse, Timothy. Um, 1 verse 7. Just repeat it for us. Um, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. Amen, amen, amen. So family and friends, we're just going to say goodbye now. We'll see you next week. Stick to the rules. Have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed uh, long weekend. And we will see you next week. And we're looking forward to uh, meeting again. And be good. And we will say goodbye right now. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.